Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi, Craig. I'm Helena Roth. Pleased to meet you. We were talking about a whole bunch of different things, blogging and podcasting, um, and you have some interesting methods that you use to select guests, or maybe I'm making it sound more intentional than it necessarily is, but um, we wanted to talk about conversation, and I, it's like I'm immediately aware that this could get really meta since we're, we have not met previously other than this call, so we've known each other for about 11 minutes, um, so this could get very meta. That could be good or it could be bad. So do you find that when you start a conversation with someone that you don't know at all, do you do you find it easier to pick something to like you know, we're going to have a, a guide star and I'm going to try and start there with the conversation or is it easier to just be completely random and just like riff like um, the first thing they say and I'm going to say yes and do you have like do you use either of those two methods that you lean on more than the other? I would say it's more towards the other. Um, in in my podcast. Tank SPM with Helena Roth. The the past season I've had five guests that I've had five conversations with each. And there hasn't been an agenda. There hasn't been a set time frame. There hasn't been any, this is what we need to get through or the goal we need to reach or anything. And surprisingly, you know, it's gone really well. I've done 25 of those. And one of them, I actually brought a topic to the to the table because me and Allison, we had had a non-recorded conversation where she'd said that she found it so uncomfortable to be on record, hmm. to actually do the recording. So I said, could we talk about that? And she said, yeah. So that's the one time in 25 conversations that I've actually brought a topic to the table. But then that conversation went just everywhere. Anyway, but we did start off, but otherwise it just, it just comes, you know, it's like, if nothing else, it's like, where are you at right now? You know, where are you at? How do you feel? What's happened? What's, you know, how has your day been? And off you go. <laughs> I, I definitely agree for me. I agree. Yes. The conversation just comes and I think it's, I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but I'm, it just occurred to me, but for me, it's driven by curiosity. If I'm generally curious, then I'm, I'm listening to comprehend. Um, I'm, I'm continuously distracted by, that's interesting, that's interesting, all these ideas that you're, even if somebody is trying to be very clear and very concise, I still see multiple branching points. I'm wondering if you have noticed um, just... Like the more you do recorded conversations, the more you develop this superpower and you go out into the world as like a skilled person at cultivating conversations. And I'm wondering if you've ever seen people, maybe like you're in a group of three or four and you're watching a conversation happen in front of you. Does your, I'm going to say, does your power make you see things that like, oh, oh no, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't answer that way. Or do you find yourself noticing what other people are doing right and wrong in conversations? Yeah. But I would say that that's a, a power or a judgment that I've had for a long time. And 
you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a trained coach as well. So, you know, the curiosity and the, the asking questions and, and also the don't answer it for anybody else kind of ethos mm. is quite significant in me. So now and again, throughout the years, it's like I can listen to a podcast because it's easier kind of in a podcast. It happens, you know, in, in, in 3D too. But right. more often when I listen to a podcast where I go, why would you? It's like, don't answer. You just ask the question. Let the other person answer. And don't, you know, it's like, so the cutting short of, of yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. You mean this. And I'm going, how the F do you know that? Right? It's like, let them. Um, so that can actually frustrate me now and again. Um mm. I, I I know what you mean, and now I'm thinking, yeah, is it worse in podcasts, like when I'm listening, and I'm thinking, um, before we pressed record, you and I were talking about uh, what types of podcasts do we listen to, and I started heavily in um, the two people talking you know, modality of listening to people have a conversation. And I grew to be like, oh, I can't take it anymore. Like, and I moved away from that. And now I'm getting into more, uh, I'm going to say like creative host on mic, uh, storytelling and not necessarily fiction, but somebody unpacking some idea. And now I'm wondering, oh, wow, is that driven by me picking up on things in conversation that I disliked? And then I immediately went meta, like, wait, but just because I dislike it, does that mean I'm right? You know, like I should look at that more. Yeah. So yeah. there are so many things that open up when you start to pay attention uh, instead of trying to do you know, whatever one might. Yeah. And, and I just, a couple of weeks ago, I listened to um, Walter, no, what's his name? Walter Isaacson. Yeah, that's his name. He was uh, on his podcast, which I don't listen to. I read a couple of his books and like them, but he was interviewed by Dan Rather. And it was like a 30, 35 minute one. And I was listening and my entire body was just chafing against this because it was mm. so obviously not a conversation. It was so obviously, these are the questions I want you to ask me. And these are the answers that I will be giving. And I'm going, okay, we're talking transactional here. It's like, it just gets lifeless mm. in a sense. There's no vitality. There's no, you know, there's no room for what wants to happen here. And, and it kind of, you know, it's like, okay, here you are behind a lot of facades and I'm actually interested in the people behind the facade. Hmm. My first thought was, wait, I didn't know Dan Rather was still alive. But setting that <laughs> setting that aside for a second. I think he's quite old. <laughs> I, I think the um I dislike per my personal choice of words, I dislike calling what I do interviews. Um and the problem is everybody else that I interact with calls them interviews. So what you and I are doing right now is an interview. And I'm like, well, I mean, nominally I'm the host and you're the guest and, and she's shaking her head. No, I agree. This is not an interview. Um, no. But some people like to call it that. And I think when I hear people do the classic, just the facts, ma'am, journalistic, you know, I have a list and you picture them looking at their list while jotting down notes. Um, there's a time and a place for that. Journalism is super important, but 
when that gets passed off as join me on Tuesday for this great conversation with this person that is just so hard to get a hold of. And then I get a journalistic experience. Like, why am I listening to that? You should turn that, turn those notes into the thing that you publish and I read or watch or whatever. Um, and I just wonder if that's a fear. So um, sometimes I do conversations and depending on who I'm talking with, the person may not be very open and I'm never looking for dirt, but if I want to have a heartfelt conversation and somebody is closed off, it's like, well, I'm going to have to share more. Like I'm going to have to show up even more, uh, I don't know, words fail, I have to be very present and really lean in. Um, and then at the end, I'm like, whoa, you know, I was talking about, you know, suicide or, you know, things that I don't normally tell people about. And I'm like, hmm. And I, I just wonder if maybe that journalism, like we could be nice and say that comes from habit. If you're trained as a journalist, you do 5,000 journalistic interviews, you're going to, that's going to be your shtick. But I also wonder if it doesn't come from a place of fear where people are, are, yeah, as a coach, you have to be very comfortable, you know, I don't know where this is going to go. So I'm just going to ask questions and I have to be comfortable knowing that this is a well-intentioned space. And I just think I'm hoping people would eventually grow out of that if they're starting in that space, that, that, type of interview or that type of conversation from a place of fear. Um, have you, do you have any experience with anybody that you've seen do us like it can happen on the guest side? They, you know, conversation, conversation, three, four, five in, they open up and they get more comfortable. They start asking you questions. It starts to become more two way. Um, have you seen that happening in podcasters where they, you know, kind of relax and find their, find their stride? Well, yeah, I think you can, I mean, Again, I I think that happens and I think I've kind of listened to it. And it is, for me, a conversation is like there's two people who are of interest. Whereas if it's an interview, it's, it's one person who's of interest, right? It's like I'm just asking questions and I could be replaced by anybody who could ask questions. <laughs> a teleprompter, right? <laughs> a teleprompter could be asking the questions and I could be responding, you know, the guest could yeah. be responding to them. But so like you do now, it's like you don't start off with these are the questions that I always ask, right? right. So it isn't an interview that way for me. But if you were clicking on just asking questions, you wouldn't do what you just did which is share this meandering, the thought that goes and is like, and oh, here comes a question. You know, it might not always be questions. It can just be kind of a, a statement or a reflection. And then, you know, I can just pick up on whatever happens in me or with me or a thought I get or something. Mm. Um, but I've been, I've been, you know, I do enjoy, I really like on being um, with Krista Tippett. And I, even though I would say that that is in many ways, there, there's a big part of, of interview aspect to it. But she does share herself. I feel like I, you know, I've listened to yeah, a Krista's lot of on being as, you yeah. know, she is present, right? So it is the two people or three, however many it is. Um, and, and it is that presence that I think that I'm 
looking for. That's the thing that that kind of hooks me. It's like, again, like I say, when when there's a person there, when I get to to hear the person. Oh, there's there's one of the the Krista Tippets where she speaks to Ocean Vuong, who's a poet author. Ah, oh, just an amazing episode. What's the oh. person's last name again? Vaughn? Vong. V-U-O-N-G. Vong. N-G, probably. V-U-O-N-G. Vong. Mm. Yeah, Ocean Vong. Uh, it's an amazing, because they are in a conversation, right? It's it's a couple of years old. I don't know, four or five that, years I, old. I, I don't recall seeing that one. I have obviously not listened to all of them. Um, yeah, it's a... It's so good. I don't know how many times I've listened to that one. Because um, I do that. I, I re-listen to, to podcasts that I find interesting. And, and if they're conversations, you know, I pick up on new things every time. Hmm. Yeah. A couple of things that you said jumped out at me, and I'm like, oh, which one do I want to pull on? Um and I usually like to pull on the one that I've never had a chance to talk about before. So you were talking about like the number of people, like it's a conversation between the host and a guest, which is my general, that's my play, mostly my sandbox. That's a lot of what Krista Tippett does. And I'm wondering, have you had the chance to either actually record or to just try and create conversation where you, you sort of show up as the chef, you know, and I, I've had a couple situations where I once had three ladies who uh, had co-created a nonprofit organization and everybody knew who these people were, but nobody ever really heard them because they're always mm. behind the scenes doing all the hard work. And I got the three of them to sit down at one of their houses and I got, I had microphones for all of us and I pointed mics at them and it was the most magical conversation. I basically just sat back mm. and I'm like, every once in a while I'd be like, Tell me more about that. You know, and they would just keep going and they just had their, the conversation was self-sustaining and, and I wasn't present. I'm just wondering if you've had any experiences like that, maybe where either you did it on purpose for a recording uh, or maybe just like in a cafe or some scenario where you just decided to deploy your conversational skills for good and, and like cultivate the environment, but you're not actually the person engaging in the conversation. Yeah, I've, I've had that. I'm not so sure if I've done that in, in podcasting situations, but it has happened in, in other, you know, in other uh, situations. And it is, it is kind of thrilling now and again to, to, to do that, you know, to kind of, you know, and it, to a large extent, that's a lot of what coaching can be too. You know, this, you create this container, you, you set up the space, you, 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 you know, you're, you're an enabler in a sense. Mm. You point at those microphones at these ladies and, you know, hands off, you don't have to do anything, but I wouldn't say that you're not present. You're just not voiced yeah. there, right? But you're still there. You're still the one who's making part of that possible. Um, but, but I've, I've come to to the sort of to a point in life where I don't necessarily feel the need to add my two cents, you know. So my old me would add those two cents. Like 
all the time, right? I wouldn't not do that. Today, I don't have to do that. And that doesn't matter if it's in a, you know, if it's at a, you know, for work or or in a podcasting conversation or just sitting around listening to, to people, you know, friends and family or anything. It's like, I don't always have to add my thing, you know, now and again, I do now and again, I don't. And that's interesting. There's a, there's a, a sort of a conversation exercise that I've done when I've done leadership trainings where one person is the person who who's sharing, speaking. The other is the person who prompts them if there's a need for it. And the third person is the dog, the one who just listens, who's not allowed to say anything. And it's so interesting. Some people will go, I have five minutes to speak. I don't want to speak, you know, really uncomfortable being the one speaking. And then there's the people who go, I hate being the dog because I can't add my two cents. I'm not allowed, Mm. you know, bunny ears to actually say something, but I want to tell them about this thing. And I had this experience and, oh, they need to check out this podcast or this book or, you know, no. You don't. Hmm. You just sit with it. So it's it's interesting what, what happens in people when it comes to conversation and listening and sharing. And, you know, it's like just knowing that, yeah, I, had, I, I could say something here, but I can just kind of send my love and my energy instead. You know, that will yeah. do fine. Just kind of relaxing into that has made life a heck of a lot easier. Mm. Yes, uh, plus one. Um, I'm I'm also thinking, so a couple minutes ago when we were talking about Krista Tippett, and then before that we were talking about uh, stock questions. Um, and, and I have some shows I do where there's like a stock question that goes on the end. I use it like a turn signal, like, okay, we're getting off the highway. Uh, and there's... I'm oversimplifying, I think, but there's like two main ways to, to start recording a conversation. One way is to, before you press record, start talking a little bit. And then at some point, somebody's going to go, okay, stop. We need to press record. Um, and I really think that there's, I don't think there's a great way to do it. Like no matter how you do it, it's going to be just so-so. So Krista Tippett's, in my opinion, brilliance is she starts with a question uh, asking about religion and it it generally gives like somebody has enough to say about that that she can find the first thread in there and it's like yeah okay you're asking a stock question and most of the answers that you hear are pretty like by now you've heard the same answer you know people only have yes they're all unique but they pretty much give similar answers so on one hand you could just skip that part we could just like have a pre-conversation and then we'll start with the good stuff or edit off the, but then there's the other side of it, which is for these conversations, I do the pre-conversation and then we try and stop and start again. And the second start is just as hard as the first start. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that there's a, a real particular question there. It's just, I'm, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are and about like the conversations that you and I are talking about doing here are completely artificial in that we're creating it. And we're, you know, it's like cooking, like, you know, the souffle is not natural, Um, but whether or not the souffle works, you know, there's some natural and randomness in that. And I'm just wondering what your thought, have you, have you um, dove into that in terms of thinking about how to begin and how the beginning, um, there's a whole similar conversation for endings, but just have you thought, what are your thoughts on how beginnings of conversations work when you're trying to record them? I have learned 
and and I'm, I'm I'm still learning, but basically have learned now that the minute you know, if if I meet up with somebody at nine o'clock, I press record and then we we start, you know. Um, and, and one time, I don't know, uh, conversation number three or four with Gary. Of, of the past season on my podcast was interesting because we got into this conversation and oh things and, th- and 20 minutes in he went aren't you gonna start to record and i went what the f- oh shit bad no bummer so he's like yeah. you know and then that happens that i you know it's like okay here we go. Here we start. We have just been having this conversation. <laughs> Gary, you were saying just this thing. Could you please repeat it? <laughs> no. Yeah. So the- so it's like I I just I'd rather start the recording and have it. Kind of like I know Krista Tibbet does also, you know, you, her unedited yeah. has them doing the sound checks and the what did you have for breakfast today and yeah. and and those kind of things. It's like, okay, here I I get into it. Um and I, I like that. I can, my, my podcast is basically not edited at all. I hit record. It goes to the end. My, my, my conversation partner leaves. And then I record the, the, the beginning, the intro, which my friend Caspian then right. cuts out and puts at the top. Right. But basically that's it. I think there's a lot of wisdom in your organic approach and I agree. I have definitely had the, Oh, I should be recording this and I'm not for various reasons. So yeah. Um, but I, I think my quest for perfection is inevitably my downfall. So if I don't screw up <laughs> once in a while, I don't think I'm, you know, trying hard now. So I, I try to relax when I do inevitably screw up, but I would be mindful of our time and your time and our listeners time. So I think that's a great place to stop for our, first conversation perhaps not our last perhaps Um, not thank you for taking the time thank you